Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachet Babakama Daf Pei Hey Amud Bet, taking a look at the last two of the five categories of payment that we listed in Mishnah Aleph in the eighth chapter. So let's look back at the Mishnah for a moment. And item number four was Shevet. Shevet oinotoki ilhu shomer kishuin. Now this uh, subject to some analysis. We imagine this fellow as if he is a cucumber watcher. In other words, he's somebody who's watching a field. The Mishnah anticipates the obvious challenge, which is that this fellow lost a lot more. He maybe did something more important for his living. Uh, but that, he's already been paid for in the Nezek. Okay, now to the Gemara. The justice has failed here. If he were better, and when he gets better, he's not going to get paid that paltry sum. He's uh, rather uh, going to be getting a bigger amount. Or you could say that uh, he could send the shaliach and get a... Uh, a, uh, a bigger uh, salary, and that would prove that he's not really a Shomer Kishuin. So, the answer is that's not the case. It's an expansion on the Mishnah. Now, Amarava, So, Rava says the Dean of our Mishnah of Shomer Kishuin is specifically if you knocked off his uh, hand. Why? Because somebody without a hand could be a Shomer Kishuin. As you'll see, Shibert Raglo, and as I mentioned before, Yad, Regal, and Ayin are the three that consistently pop up. You have to pay the Nezek. He's a guard at the door. Because that's something that a guy without a leg could do. You blind a guy. You have to pay him for the eye. As if he's a, mill, uh, a guy grinding on a mill. In other words, <clears throat> once you pay him for the lost limb, the lost use... Then the the um, the salary that he's losing is the salary of somebody operating now without that limb. If you cause him to go deaf, they have to pay for his entire being, uh, as if he's a slave, totally sold because he has no value. Boy, Rava, let's say you cut off his hand and they didn't yet get to Beitin to assess the value. And afterwards, before you got to Beitin, he caused him to go deaf. Should we say, because he never got to Beitin, let's just do one lump sum for Cheresh, which is the whole thing, and that's it. Pay him at one shot. Maybe now we have to say, well, originally he was good, and then he lost an arm. And what was that value worth? Then Cheresh lost the whole thing. And Nafkamine, what's the difference? The boy Lamaitali, because Nezek's going to be the same. Because either you're worth $100,000, and then you're worth $90,000, and you're worth nothing. Either way, you're going to pay $100,000 by the time you're Machrishim. However, if you have to pay Tsar and Boshet for each step, that's the question. He did Nezek You don't pay Nezek and Shevet for each step. Because each each of those things, by the time he got to Beitin, the Nezek is total, and the Ripui is perhaps unattainable, and the Shevet is total. Uh, but nonetheless, the Kevin de Dami, do we say that since you're paying for this entire thing, it's like you killed him? For Yoivle Dme Kule, 
But perhaps you have to give him Tsar and Boshet for each action, because there was pain that he experienced when you hurt his hand, and there was shame, and then there was the other thing. Perhaps you, if you want to argue that since they never got to Beiti in the first time, you just give him one lump sum payment, what if they did estimate it, but you never paid him? Meaning you estimated, and before you give him to pay him, you, you hurt him more. Since he was already assessed, you have to pay each thing. Since you never paid, maybe you just pay one lump sum. The answer is take. Okay, boy, Rabba. Shevet apotchtatod b'damim mahu. Now, if you have shevet in which your values goes down, so what's the deal? And the question is, hechidami. What are we talking about? When she kawal yadovet samtaya yadovet sofal achzor. You hit his hand, his hand withered, but it's going to get better. My cave under sofal achzor lo yahiv levelo midi. Maybe you don't have to give him any. Any uh, nezek. In other words, he's getting shevet because he can't work. But the nezek, perhaps you don't have to pay because he's going to be restored to full health. Or perhaps, in the meantime, you've lessened his value. Let's see. If a person strikes his parents, remember, if you cause a chavur, misa. Didn't cause a wound. Or if, or if you wound another person on Yom Kippur. There's no kamli bidrabi. Now, hi, Loasachaburechidami. The case of the parents, there was no wound. So, what's the case? Aren't we talking about a case where you hurt the hand and it's going to get better? Chayabakulan implies you have to pay all five types, including Nezek. So, that proves that even when it's eventually going to be restored, nonetheless, there's still payment for Nezek. So, we said, um, What happened is you caused your parents to go deaf, but didn't do any wound. Rabbah said, if you cause your father to go deaf, you're killed. Why? You can't cause deafness without causing some chabura. Even one drop of blood fell into his ear. That's enough for chiyuv mita. So what's the case? You shaved your father. It comes back. That's exactly our question. In the meantime... You've shamed him, etc., but it's going to grow back. So that's exactly our question. Amri, so if that indeed was the case with the parents, then that would prove that you're chayev. But we don't know that that's the case. What you did is you put on a depilatory. It's never going to come back. So why would there be five payments? Tsar to eat like kartufni bereshay. Tsavchimahani kartufni. He has some sores on his head. As a result of the depilatory, it hurts. Ripui de Bayasuye, you have to heal him. Shevet to have a market bekubi. He was some sort of a joker in public, and that's how he made his money. To buy a machvi guni aresha, the mahavi machvi mehanhu kartufni. He would do something with his head. He would do some sort of action. Now because of these sores, he can't do it. Boshet in the chaboshet gadomi. Obviously, he shamed him. Melted. So, so the question is, do you have to pay nezek even though it's going to grow back? And so we said in this case, it's not going to grow back. And therefore, that's why you would pay the Nezek, which means we haven't proven anything. And by the way, there was no wound here, and therefore you're not Chayav Mitat. And it's interesting, That which Rabba was asking, his students, Abai and Rava, each were sure about. But they were sure about in opposite directions. With the opposite conclusions. If a guy hit another guy and the, on his hand and his hand withered, but it's going to get better, 
says you have to pay for Nezek also. You just pay Shevet. In other words, it's going to get better. Pshita that you don't pay for Nezek. So Rabba's question, Abai answered in the affirmative. Rava answered in the negative, but without questions. Itmar Eved Ivri You cut off of a uh, fellow's Eved Ivri's hand. You give Nezek to the Eved. In the meantime, he's working for the master, so the loss of wages goes to the master. Give everything to the Eved. Here's what you do. You give the whole payment to the Eved. The Eved buys land, and the Rav has a Kenyan payroll, so in the meantime he gets the benefit, just like he would get the benefit of the Eved's work. He gets the benefit of the Karka. Um... Uh, that was bought on behalf of the Evet. Pshita pichet etzel atzmova etzel rabolo pichet. So clearly, there's no question here that if um, that if you hurt the Evet in a way that didn't cause the master any sort of loss, so lehechidami. What's that? The paske l'reish une l'reish nechirei. You cut off the edge of the nose or the edge of the ear or the ear and nose of the uh of the Evid, the Evid gets everything. That everybody will agree with. but if you hurt something which is going to affect his work, then That's where you have the machloket we just mentioned. Okay, the last item in the Mishnah is Boshet, and the Mishnah simply reads Boshet It's all based on the social station of the embarrasser and the embarrassee, the perpetrator and the victim. Now, who could be the author of the Mishnah who says that we have no scale whatsoever for Boshet and it's all circumstantial? Based on the following bright, that has to be Rabbi Shimon. Why? We have that phrase later in the Mishnah, but it's credited to Rabbi Kiva without anybody dissenting. And here, it's credited to Rabbi Meir, and we have Rabbi Shimon dissenting, so it has to be a bright how do we judge Boshet? We assume anybody to be like noble people who have lost their money, but they are from royal blood. Right? Everybody's based on their station, which sounds like the Mishnah, except for one problem. We'll see in a minute. Rich people, you don't view them as rich. You view them as formerly rich. And the poor you view as being really uh, poor. Now, you can't say it's Reb Meir. Reb Meir can't be the Mishnah, because the Mishnah said it depends on who the perpetrator and who the victim is. Reb Meir says everybody's the same. It can't be Reb Yehuda for the following reason. Our Mishnah also said if you shame a Suma, you're Chayav. Rabbi Yehuda, as we'll see in two podcasts from now, Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that a Suma has no Boshet whatsoever. Sorry, in the next podcast. Suma has no Boshet. It must be that Rabbi Shimon, the only third opinion there. No, we could argue it's Rabbi Yehuda. Meaning that a Suma who embarrasses another isn't liable. But maybe if you embarrass a Suma, you're liable. Maybe we have to give him money for Boshet, but that doesn't work. For Hamidiktani Seifa, at the end of, of our Mishnah, meaning in the part that we're going to get to on, um, on Amud Bet, it says, Hamvayeshet Hayashen Chayav. 
patur. In the case of someone who's sleeping, the Mishnah explicitly distinguishes between embarrassing the sleeping guy and the sleeping guy embarrassing somebody else, in which he's patur. But where it says in the Mishnah that Hamvayeshat Asuma Chayav, and then it didn't add meaning that a blind person is both a viable recipient of payment for boshet and also a somebody who's liable for boshet. And that can be Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda said that a summa is not in the world of boshet. So we have to say that our Mishnah really follows Rabbi Shimon. Now, Mantan al Hadatan Rabbanan, therefore, who is the author of the following Brayta? And we think right now Katan Gadol means in wealth or position. If you intended to embarrass this guy, you embarrassed another guy. You have to pay the guy you embarrassed the value of embarrassing the other guy. If you intended to shame an Eved, which would not be a great payment for Boshed, and instead you embarrassed a Ben-Chorin, and I'll tell you the Ben-Chorin, you have to pay the fellow you embarrassed the smaller amount, which is what you would have had to pay had you been successful. Money, who's the author? It can't be anybody. Why? Because first of all, Rameir could never subscribe to Gadol Katan, because he says everybody's the same. So, Katan, Katan, problem is that we are assuming that Gadol and Katan here are wealth or position. Rameir says they're all the same. Everybody's equal. Rabbi Yehuda is the, of the opinion that there is no boshet for slaves. Therefore, if you intended to shame a slave and you intended to be a whore, there's no payment because what you intended to do wouldn't have carried any liability. Rabbi Shimon says that the only time you're liable for Boshit is if you intended to embarrass the one you embarrassed. So my time, why kiktala? Because it's just like murder. Just like with murder, you have to intend your victim. The the locus classicus for Boshet is in the case where a woman interferes in a fight her husband's having with another guy and uh, grabs uh, the, the attacker in a shameful place. Uh, and the, the Shimon's read of that is, she really had to intend to embarrass that guy. Which means Rabbi Shimon can't be of the opinion that if you intended to embarrass X and embarrassed Y, there's any payment. Rabbi Yehuda can't be of the opinion that Abadim are in there at all, and Rameir would not be of the opinion that Katon and Gadol are any different. The answer is, first, Leolam Rabbi Yehuda. Chikam Rabbi Yehuda in Lavadim Boshet lemeit falahu. Rabbi Yehuda said that Avadim have no Boshet, that means you don't pay them. Avalameisham shaminabu, but you can use them to assess, meaning you intended to, uh, to insult this Evan. You missed it, you, you, uh, you embarrassed a, a free man, but so we have to estimate how much the payment to the Evan would be if there were such a payment, and you, uh, and then you give that to the free man. You could say it could be your mayor, because who says God and cotton mean wealth or position? God means adult and a kid. Since when is a kid of any boshet? So, as we'll see in the next podcast, when they remind him of it later on, he's embarrassed. So, the same thing is uh, in, in our case. So therefore you could say that Katan 
you intended to embarrass a katan. And there is payment because if you later remind him of it later on in his life, he'll be shamed. So therefore, there is Demei Boshet. It's smaller. And therefore, Reb Meir could be the author. Um, Reb Yehuda could also be the author because when Reb Yehuda says Avadim are not in the world of Boshet, he means of actual recipients, but they could be um, uh, positioned as a uh, focal point for assessing the potential payment. Okay, everybody should have a wonderful day. We'll pick up at the rest of Mishnah Aleph on Daf Pei Vav Amud Bet in the next podcast.